I always had a lawn that was part grass, part clover, part chickweed, part dandelion. Like I do like the natural look, but I wouldn't probably go full natural. I... Clover might not be what you want because if clover, wet clover, you will slip. Yeah. So I, I may Best have answer. just Googled goat rentals. And visibly other people will be like, huh, huh, and I'm killing myself laughing. And Jeanette's like, well, you're telling me it's a lawn alternative. You've got to be able to walk on it. And I'm like, exactly that. Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners podcast. This week, Colin, we're joining the alternative. Heck yes. Alternative music? No. Alternative views? No. Alternative lawn? Yes. Heck yes. That's what gardeners want to talk about, right? You know what? I think a lot of gardeners legitimately, people I know in in the gardening field, everybody everybody always seems like just a little alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's a little off, you know, in a good way. I, I love my, I love my garden weirdos. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a garden weirdo and I love it. And I just find that. And that's why I think things like lawn alternatives, more and more people are embracing them. Have you ever gone to someone's house and seen that they've had a lawn alternative? Not so much with what they're coming out with now in the approach of, we'll, we'll talk about this in a, in a, in a, in a moment, but the, the living ones where we're talking about, uh, uh, sedum, clover, thyme, and whatnot. But absolutely, I have seen uh, lawn alternatives. Clover I have seen, but it's it's never been pure clover. I've never seen that yet. Even the one I did, my own lawn, where I was turning it into clover, I think I only got about two-thirds of it. Yeah. I've seen people uh, get rid of their lawn and do mulch and like raised planters. Yeah. You know, or they've done mulch or uh, paving stones or decorative rock, and then they've done pots or maybe a small flower bed uh, and put in like a sitting area or some swings or something like that. So I've I've seen uh, people get rid of lawns uh, for, you know, mulches, rocks, decorative, let's say. I, I actually, those people I knew, I'm not going to say they were friends. I, I knew them kind of uh, associates. They got rid of all of their lawns and they replaced everything with sand and then they did all of these big boulders and they were kind of going for like a drum heller desert theme. Oh. Then I thought, did you just make a giant neighborhood litter box? <laughs> <laughs> Here, my mind is thinking summertime, yeah. go outside with your beach towel. Like- and that's how it looked. Like they had it set up and it looked great. Yeah, but yeah. with all the stuff I've done in garden, I can't ever help but to look at the flip side of it and i was like yeah i got questions but you have to right because when you're doing a lawn alternative you do have to think especially in a seasonal climate you have to think about the winter time what's it going to be next year are you doing concrete that expands and contracts are you doing mulch that needs to be redone every year and you know what that's that's a great point brandy i never i never considered that but when you say seasonal because a lot of times now if, if if we bring up lawn alternatives you can see people and they're kind of like, they get it, but they don't, right? They're still, they're, I'm not going to say everybody's on, on board. It's, it's gaining steam, but it's, it's, still a, it's still a low amount. But places like Arizona have been doing it for decades. You know, Vegas, Nevada, whatever I should say. They've been doing it for decades because they're like, well, we're in the desert. It doesn't grow. Like, why are we trying to make, uh, have you ever, have you ever seen those? I've never been down to Arizona, Nevada. Have you ever seen the aerial views? And the golf courses just look so out of place. <laughs> it's like brown, 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 yeah, green. Yeah. There's massive green expanse and you're like, oh, 
Oh yeah, and it's not artificial either. Yeah. Like they, they're very, very, very particular on it. Yep, and I imagine it costs a fair amount of money to play there just to irrigate the place. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, lawn alternatives might be new to us, but they are. Um, they're, they're, it's not really a new concept. No, yeah. and I mean the the whole industry has grown so much. I mean, I'm still learning things about lawn lawn alternatives, and like when we're talking about more natural living lawn alternatives, I know this year I've heard more people want to include things like clover in their yard, yeah. not just for some diversity in their in their lawn, but also to help out pollinators. Yeah. Um, also like things like the the turf, the sedum turf. Yep. So I first saw that I want to say six years ago. I was blown away. I was like, get out of here. And I I spoke to them and and they told me all about it. And I was like, this is incredible. Anyway, long story short, we never ended up carrying it. Number of reasons. And I spoke to uh, my buddy, Kyle, who works at uh, Eagle Lake. And Kyle was like, hey, what about that sedum turf? And I was like, you know what, dude? We have to revisit that. So anyway, I spoke to people here. Some people just could not grasp the concept. So I brought some in as a sample. Once they saw it, uh, yeah, okay, they had questions. Absolutely, I get that. It's a new product. Once they saw it, they were like, oh, I get it. This this looks amazing. And then it was like, why haven't we been carrying this? I'm like, (laughs) 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 now it's here. And it is fast becoming an important part of the store. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about Sedum Turf, just if anybody's never heard of it? Because I know I'm still a little like sketchy on the details myself. I know that in a patch of sedum, so sedum is a succulent yep. and succulents do really well in Alberta. Yep. Um, you know, you've heard of hens and chicks. That's a well, really popular perennial. A sedum that a lot of people, they they don't know that it's sedum. I, I know you've seen it. If you want to Google it really quick is Google sedum, S-E-D-U-M, stone crop, autumn joy. Autumn joy. Oh, wow. Yep. It's an amazing plant. I love it. Uh, so that's part of the sedum family. It's a big family. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, when uh, when they think of it, they, they may only know like one or two types of sedum, but there is a, a fair amount. Like I think in the tray from Eagle Lake, there's 10 or 15 different types. So, so it comes in in like a sort of similar like sod, comes yep. in a nice like tray, yep. and then it's just like a direct replacement to sod. So if you were going to put down sod, right? It's a good question because the name can be a little misleading. Okay. We say sedum turf, lawn alternative. So you go, oh, well, this is instead of grass. It, it really depends on what you're using your grass for. Okay. Because the reason grass, uh, and when we're talking grass right now, just to be clear, we're talking about like red fescue and Kentucky bluegrass and perennial ryegrass that uh, we're not talking about, you know, call foresters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's a very important distinction. Yeah. We're talking about the lawn grass. If, if you've got, you know, a couple of young kids and a dog and you're the family that are out every night and you're barbecuing and you're playing catch and whatnot, you should probably stay with that. Or if, if you, if you're like, no, I don't want grass anymore. I don't want to water it and fertilize it and blah, go with mulch. Okay, because none of the living lawn alternatives can take the foot traffic of of grass, of of sod. That's why you can't say, oh, it's just a straight replacement. However, if you have an area that is low traffic, you know what? You know where it comes in really great? On slopes that are a nightmare to cut with a lawnmower. Ooh, that's smart. Yeah. 
put this stuff down. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, I'm getting rid of all of my lawn and putting this in. You can patch it together and you can put it in areas around flagstone paths. I love the look of yeah. that. It's. I, I mean, I love the look of it. I, I, I'm like, get rid of everything and just put this down everywhere all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it can also come in, you know, there are places where say you've got a a large flower bed and you just don't know what to put in it, put this in it. You know, it can also do uh, quite well under uh, spruce trees. Okay. Doesn't, it doesn't like uh, heavy shade. So you have to make sure your spruce tree is lifted up, but it can handle arid conditions. Aha. Uh-huh. So the spruce is stealing the water. It's like, hey, no problem. No problem, Mr. Spruce. We're cool. You know, so it's, it's not, it's not, that's why I'm glad you addressed that because I don't want to be misleading and and people think, oh, well, I can get rid of my lawn altogether and put in clover and it'll be exactly the same. I just never have to cut it. That's not true. It won't be the same. Clover isn't really the greatest thing to play on because it's quite slippery. Oh. So if you if you if you play catch or you're running around on the grass or you have a fire pit and you're out there sitting all of the time. Clover might not be what you want because a clover, wet clover, you will slip. Oh my gosh. I've never even thought about that. My mom had clover in her lawn, but of course she had lawn and clover. So we never really paid attention to it, but it was a fun activity. Dude, looking for fall leaf clovers too. Yeah, exactly. I did find some. We I wonder why that is. Find it, figure out the DNA sequencing that makes it fall leaf and not three leaf and sell packets of fall leaf clovers, especially for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Writing this down. (laughs) Why do four leaf clovers exist? Yeah. They say one in 5,000 clovers, possible recessive gene. Yeah. So if it's a recessive gene, you would be able to isolate it. So if it is genetic, you find five or six, don't pick them. Harvest them, keep them, see if you can get them to seed, keep the seed. If not, you could extract the DNA. You could take that gene. I mean, this is probably going to be very expensive, so you'd need to sell a lot of seed packs. But do you know how many of those seed packs you would sell, even just as a gimmick on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, gosh, yeah. A pack of four-leaf clover. Guaranteed everyone's a four-leaf clover. <laughs> we just have a different idea each podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're the broke gardeners. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's somebody cashing in. You know what? If we can prove that we had the intellectual copyright first, go ahead, run with our idea. Cut us in for 10%, 20%, 10% each. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we have, we have sedum turf, we have clover. Would you say that chickweed? That's, uh, the, the problem is, so, so a lot of them, okay, so my lawn alternative is literally I let my lawn do whatever it wants. I don't care. Okay. So that's my lawn alternative. It's someday I should, I should let it get a, a little long and take pictures and people are like, oh my God, that is not even a lawn. I don't care. It works for me. I've got Creeping Bell in there. I've got Clover. I've got Dandelion. Absolutely. Chickweed. You name it. If it's a weed in Calgary, it is it. No thistle. I don't have thistles. I, and the reason for that is I have seen the thistle come up. I've dug it out. I like to walk around on uh, my bare feet. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So enough said. But down my uh, fence in the alleyway, I do have thistle. So I don't mind some thistles back there. They're good. Good for the pollinators. Everybody's happy. I don't want to step on you with my bare foot. So no, I don't. I don't recommend having something like that because my lawn isn't for everybody. Because my lawn will absolutely creep into my beds. Okay, I just stay on top of it. A lot of times, these lawn alternatives are they will spread and they will go, but they're very I won't say easy, but they're not hard to uh, maintain uh, specific barriers of where you want them. 
So what does lawn alternative look like in a seasonal place like Calgary in the wintertime? White. <laughs> White. <laughs> okay, except we also have Chinooks. So say you have like sedum turf in your yard and then it dies back because it's a perennial. Um, And then, you know, you have snow on it and then we get a Chinook and then everything melts. What does it look like? Is it probably not nice to look at? I mean, that's I have never seen it in the winter. Um, Now, what I am picturing is I would imagine bare earth because I've got I've so I have some sedum in one of my flower beds at the front of my house. Okay, I've got a couple of different types of sedum. Uh, and some creeping thyme, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, the creeping thyme is uh, already encroaching in the lawn, too. So there's another one I've got in my lawn. The sedum isn't. I keep trying to get it in there, but it, it it's doing great in the bed, but it hasn't gotten into the lawn yet. So eventually, I guess. Uh, but the time is. I was so happy when I saw it. I was uh, I was looking at my lawn in the spring and these little purple flowers. And I was like, yes. So obviously, we're going to be encouraging that. Uh, every time I, uh, I every time I fertilize the pots, I'm like, a little bit for you. But yeah, when 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 there's a Chinook, or, or even, uh, you know, sometimes we get to the end of the season and we go, you know, maybe a month without like any snowfall. Everything is, is dead and cut back, but there's no snow. Where the sea tomorrow is just, it just looks bare earth. It just, it's, it's down. There might be some stems and whatnot, but it comes back real quick in the spring. Yeah. So, cause that's, that's the other thing as well is again, if it dies back like that, you, you have a dog or kids in the spring, it's going to be muddy. You know, I, I mean, I would imagine I can't, I can't picture it. So I, I'm not a big fan of, of lawn turf. I, uh, I love it for sports. I love it in parks, kids to play on it, et cetera, et cetera. It's not for me. Okay. I, I don't, I, I think it's a waste of fertilizer. I think it's a waste of water, but I think there's a purpose, but it's not a simple, uh, straight exchange. It really isn't because I know, okay, so the people at the beginning where we were talking about lawn alternatives, so people who have traded it out for mulch, okay, it can get a little expensive because every year, if you want it to look fresh and nice, you have to replenish that mulch. A bag of grass seed goes a lot further than a bag of mulch over a property. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, you're not spending money on uh, watering and you're not spending money on fertilizing, but you're still spending money on buying the mulch. Is it a money saver? I mean, I haven't, I've never done the math, so I, I'm not going to answer that. And then with the stone. So I know people who've put stone down. Okay. Looks great. Except what they don't consider is they've put down a, like a white stone. Okay. When the sun hits that and you have like literally, you know, four, five, 600 square foot of white or light stone, the heat and the brightness. It's not the black stone. If you put down the black stone, it is your yard becomes 10 degrees hotter. Yeah. You absolutely can change the aesthetic. You absolutely can. And I advise it. I do think it is great. And I think it's fun to try, but it's not just a simple matter of take this out and put this in. There are all of those things to consider, you know, do, and again, though, it depends on the aesthetic. You know, maybe, maybe there are some people out there who don't like, and I know I've met some people, they cannot stand the look of fresh mulch. They like it when all of the color is drained out and it looks old and it looks like- A little aged. Yeah, aged. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So again, if that's what you're looking for, well, hey, it is going to save you some money. Yeah. You know, but here's another thing. If you're putting down- mulches and rocks you're gonna have to put down fabric too oh you do yeah well 
you don't have to. You Again, it's gardening. I'm not going to say you have to. I strongly recommend it. Putting down some decorative rocks or decorative mulch on your on your flower beds. I'm not a big fan of landscape fabric in my flower beds. And the reason for that is water and fertilizer has now another layer that it has to filter through. If you want to change, plant, move something, you've got to cut a whole new hole in the fabric and eventually it just starts deteriorating. So I'm not a fan of it, but I get it. But if I have to do an area, anything that has high traffic and I'm putting down mulch or stone, absolutely, I will only put down fabric. Otherwise, once it gets wet, you're stepping on it and it's just squishing into mud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it could look uneven and yep. Yeah, it's gross. It's dirty. Then you start losing it because it starts sinking in and the mud comes up around it and then you're trying to replace it. So you got to cover everything with fabric. Then you can go ahead and do your, uh, your mulch and your stone. So when I walk around my community down in New Brighton, we take this walking path around the pond and there is uh, this one house that we always go by and we're always like, we forget that it's artificial turf. (laughs) So we're like, oh my gosh, look at that Yep. so good they must like spend hours a day working on their grass yeah. there's no weeds there's no nothing right and then we're like oh right it's kind of weird right because when you think of artificial turf like yeah that first initial thought is like oh my gosh this is like well maintained it looks really good it adds really good curb appeal and then you're like oh i wonder what that's like to maintain and and all of that and, and then you look closer at it and like some artificial turfs can kind of look a little um like not like the highest quality like you can definitely tell yeah. that it's artificial so i don't know what are your thoughts on artificial turf i don't like it yeah. i really i i don't i get it uh, exactly what you said. It's curb appeal. People can identify it. I mean, oh, it's grass, but it's very rarely done right. And then it, again, it starts to lift or it starts to bunch or there's frost heaves underneath it. It's kind of like when carpet in your house yeah. and it gets old and then you see it like, yeah. Yeah, it gets threadbare in certain areas. It looks ridiculous in the spring when everything is brown and everything is slowly coming to life and it's like neon green like hello (laughs) especially in calgary when things like melt in like a day in some cases so yeah i uh i'm not a fan of it but again that's for me because i have seen it done right there was a company they started in montreal and their name was field turf Okay. okay holy okay so i went to their office and I walked on a patch of it. They they obviously had it installed. It was phenomenal. The guy who had invented it had taken this aggregate, and and it was very environmentally friendly. It, uh, it was like uh, old uh, uh, tires that people don't know what to do with, and he was shredding them and turning them into this aggregate and then compressing them, and then there was like sand particles and, and whatnot in it. And I can't remember the base, so don't hold me to any of this. If anybody's going to Google it, I'll look it up because I I really don't remember. But it was like eight feet deep, okay? And then they would literally stitch these these blades of grass, these grass blades, eight feet down, and they would run them through. So it didn't give way, and it was a sealed unit. And when you stepped on it, it felt like you were walking on the ground. It was so a lot of times people will put down like the, you know, I know it's I know it's it's trademarked and everything else, but I'm just gonna say it. AstroTurf. Can we say that? Maybe. 
We just did. We'll just bleep it out. We'll just <laughs> bleep turf. They'll be like, what did he say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> people will put down artificial grass on road crush. It doesn't feel the nicest to walk on. This stuff, I, I am not kidding. It was, it was insane. They were changing sports fields for it because it was actually less damaging to athletes because of, I mean, it, it was still hard to hit. It wasn't like bouncy. It wasn't like a, a trampoline, yeah. but it was, it had give to it. But the price was phenomenal. Good or bad? Oh, oh, bad. Like the average person is not affording to put this in. Yeah, I can imagine you're recycling a product and processing it. And you've got to excavate like uh, eight feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to install it. But it was guaranteed for life. But the other question I had for them uh, when we were looking at it and and they said, well, you know, normally we do sports fields. It's very easy. They've got. You know, these sports facilities, NFL teams have got all kinds of money. We we cut out the whole area. We bring it in and we install it in these cubes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And they said, yeah, we could absolutely do custom measurements to go in somebody's home. And I said, okay, but it's a, it's a sealed unit, right? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so as a gardener, that's great. Me going, okay, this is my layout. This is my house. There's my grass and you putting it in. What if two years down the road, I want to plant a tree? Oh, like, yeah, there's no, so artificial turf, you can plant a tree, cut a hole in it with an exacto, dig out the road crush, put in some soil, tack it in around the edges of that. And hey, presto, now you got a tree grown. But not eight feet down. Exactly. So getting the soil and plus if you, if you, if, if, if you broke the seal, the, it became structurally weaker. So there's always been lawn and don't get me wrong. Again, this stuff was fun. Like it blew me away to see it and be on it. I was like, I want this stuff in my house, you know, like it's amazing. But again, where's the application, right? So it's grass. The reason grass is so popular is because of what we can do to it. We can run on it. We can play on it. Dogs can literally use it for their bathroom. We can not fertilize it, over fertilize it. It can get through winter. We can not water it. Let the whole thing turn brown go, oops, put the sprinkler on it, and it's green again in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's the same reason why we put plants inside our house when we sell our house. We have grass and all these plants outside of our house. It just looks more inviting. It's yeah. welcoming. It's homey. Exactly. And it's everybody knows what it is, right? You you ask somebody to identify a plant, and, and all the times I've worked with kids, and I'll say, okay, we all know what a plant is. Give me an example of a plant. Okay, the first two that every kid, not every kid, but every every time I do it, Nelly always, the first two I hear are grass and tree. Yeah. Grass and tree. That's it. And they're both right. Okay. And and then you hear other ones that kids come up with, you know, like some some kids obviously just learn something and they're like, saguaro cactus. And you're like, ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> but for the most part, grass is just we, we know how to maintain it. We know how to care for it. Oh, I let it get too long. I hacked it short. Oh, I maintain my lawn perfectly and it looks like a golf green. I can grow it in the middle of a desert or I can grow it where the, you know, the, the hardiness zone is one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Grass can grow. So absolutely lawn has a place and I get that. But these lawn alternatives, at the very least, we should be considering them. You know, something that you and I uh, have, have talked about personally, not just on the podcast, 
I, I don't like my lawn mainly because I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't, I, yeah, the dog runs around on it. I have fires on it. I don't really care about the condition of it. I resent cutting it because I don't enjoy it. Lawn, I, I'm not a golfer. That's where my head's at. I'm just like, uh, this, this, this isn't for me. So having less lawn that I have to maintain makes my life less busy. But also, it's it, grass, it's very artificial. Right, I'm talking real lawn. It doesn't live here. That's why you don't go to a park like Nose Hill and you see these huge expanses of wild Kentucky bluegrass that's only, you know, 2.3 inches long. (laughs) So the amount of uh, water that takes. And and here's another thing. We have these huge expanses of grass um, and people use mowers and, and they have no catalytic converters. Okay, so there is lawn grass in Canada is responsible. I can't remember the number, so I'm not going to say it. An obscene amount of greenhouse gas emissions because the way people cut it. So we have all of this. And I'm not saying get rid of all of the lawn at all. I am not saying that, you know, a lot more on our planet needs to change. I'm not saying you getting rid of your backyard lawn is going to change the planet for the better. But maybe we don't need so much of it. And maybe borders of time, or you've got that awkward hill that, yeah, you like your grass, but you really don't like cutting that hill. Sedum turf. Okay, so if you had if you had a house, obviously we got it. We already established we need some grass for Brad to cut. Yes. Okay, we've established that. But then you have your little area, the grass that you're not going to cut. What would be your lawn alternative? Goats. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, oh, my God. So I, I may... I've just Googled goat rentals um, because here's the thing. If I was having a lawn, instead of mowing my lawn, I'd probably look for an alternative way to mow it. Will <laughs> people rent goats for your house? That's between 400 and $1,000 per acre. You'll need roughly four to eight goats to clear an acre of weeds, grass, or brush in a month. Okay, the first thing that just came up on Google was bad plant management and reclamation. <laughs> you know, I just took a step of <laughs> Okay, but here's the problem with goats. Great. Uh, so you know that the city used goats on Nose Hill, right? Yes, I yeah. did. I've seen so so like yeah, they have like a little pen. Then they let them out and then it's in a controlled area, but they just go to town. Yeah. Yeah, they just let them go cuz goats will eat anything. Yeah. Right. And that's a problem. If I released a goat in my garden, it would be like, oh, I'm not eating the grass. I'm going to get through your tomatoes and your kohlrabi. Oh, is that broccoli? <laughs> that's I, 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 I had the opportunity years ago when I worked on the farm with the sugar shack. Yeah. I also worked with goats. <laughs> I, for weed control or for? Oh, for uh, just it was a farm. We had goats. Okay. Got it. I adore goats. I absolutely adore them, but they they truly will eat anything. Yeah. They if you're not paying attention. So one time I was leaning on uh, the stall and I'm talking to a coworker and the goats are there and we're just minding our own business, just you know, downtime and we're kind of leaning and we're talking and he nudges me and I was like, yeah. And he points down. He just pointed and I looked and there was a goat and I could I knew the goat was there, but I thought it was just hanging out. It was eating my sweater that I was wearing and it ate a hole in my sweater. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> and it's not like it, it, it ate the bottom hem that I could like uh, pass it off because it's a work sweater. It ate a hole right out my tummy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks, goat. Did a little goat scaping on yeah, your clothes. Exactly. But I, 
I adore goats. I people talk about backyard chickens. Backyard goats is where it's at. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just take out the lawn and just put in a farm. Oh my god! You know what? I would never complain about lawn again. No. If if I if I had a goat and I could train it to not eat my other things, yeah. I'd be over the moon. But you know, we're talking about like what our preferences would be, and I think for me, I, I like the idea of having lawn. For all of the things that you mentioned, yep. you know, all the things that you can use it for. It's really good for just making your house feel homey. So I love the idea of lawn. But growing up, I always had a lawn that was part grass, part clover, part chickweed, um, part dandelion. Like I do like the natural look, but I wouldn't probably go full natural. I still like to have a little bit of control. Plus, Brad really loves lawn yep. <laughs> and we don't have lawn. And so he always he's always watching YouTube videos on like cutting grass. So I think for him, it's like a childhood dream to own his own lawn. So and I think there comes there's there's room for that as well. So Absolutely. but I like what you said, how it can be whatever you want it to be. If you want something to be, you know, more involved and you want more control over how your yard looks, you know, that's fantastic. You can have grass, you can have um, artificial lawn and not have to worry about weeds or anything. Again, um, you can have like, I also really like the idea of having a really well landscaped front yard as well, yep. where you have a little less lawn and then you can grow more perennials and a raised garden bed yep. and really like make it look nice. Yep. Here's the thing. How many people do I know who have lawn? Okay, I can tell you just on my street from looking. Okay, if I walk down my street, I walk down it every single day because I, I walk Jimmy every day, and I look at, at my lawns. I've never counted, but I'm going to say there's about 16, maybe 14 houses on my block. Okay? I think there's two well-maintained lawns. The rest are cut when they get way too long. Yeah. They're not cut properly. So I don't know because I've never spoken to them, but I'm guessing those people really, they don't really enjoy the lawn. Okay. That's the lawn alternative. The people who well maintain it have at it. Again, how many times have I said, if you pull up at the end of the day and you look, if Brad, Brad pulls up, he's had a hard day at the shop. You know, life happens. We know that life on life's terms. It's been a long week, you know, one of those times. And he shows up on a Friday and his grass is beautiful and it's green and it's pristine, but it's a little shaggy and he has to cut it Saturday morning and he gets to cut a pattern in it. And that makes him smile. And he's out there the next day doing it. I, I literally couldn't be happier for Brad. Yeah. Right. And that's what it's about. It's about we, we do what makes us happy. But I'm, I'm guessing if you asked a lot of people if they liked maintaining their lawn, a lot of people would be like, no. Particularly, <laughs> especially this time of year when yeah. we're facing garden burnout. I yeah. know my mom; she's getting to the point in the year where she's like, "Yesterday, I can't even tell you." <laughs> Been getting a lot of afternoon thunderstorms, right? And so my mom, she's like, "Oh, can you come over and prune the cotoni asters because they need it?" And meanwhile, the thunderclouds are rolling in. <laughs> so, so we're like. Oh, okay. And then, so we're like, okay, we got to go really fast. We have to cut down these Catoni Aster hedges, like the, just the tops, give them a quick trim and then we'll be out of there. And she's like, I think I could mow the lawn in that amount of time. So she hauls the lawn mower out. It was like five minutes. She was like, okay, I did half the lawn. We're good. And like, meanwhile, we can hear thunder. Did you ever see that famous, uh, that famous photograph of the guy cutting his grass with a tornado? Yeah. That, that in happened in Alberta. Yeah. Like and he became a meme. Yeah, Like that was like, that was money. That was, that was, but that's somebody who probably like, nope, 
I cut my lawn on this day. Do you know Brad's dad cuts the lawn every Father's Day? It's like a tradition. And see, that's what it's about. That's why, you know, don't get rid of, don't get rid of the lawn. If you love it, if it makes you happy, if you've got that tradition, if you enjoy playing soccer on it with your kids, catch your dog, whatever, go for it. But I just find, I don't believe I've ever been on a property where I've looked at it and ever, ever seen a place where I'm like, yeah, that lawn could be replaced. It doesn't look great if you like just have this weird line cut down your lawn and half of it is mulch because then people are like, well, what are you doing there? This one blew uh, a lot of people away. So that's sedum turf. Yeah. Okay, here's one for Brad. I know he likes his lawn, but he, he, he'll he appreciate this. You can cut it with a lawnmower. Really? Yeah. Literally, they, they, they tell you there are instructions about when it gets to X length, take your mower across it. Because what happens... So it's various different species of sedum. Okay. Well, some get tall, some don't. Yeah. So if you let it all go, the taller ones are going to crowd out and shade out the smaller ones. So if you want to keep the diversity after it's done, one of its uh, blooms, after it's done blooming, go ahead and cut it with the mower. And literally, because there were a few people here who were like, no, you can't walk on it. And this... (laughs) I love Jeanette. I honestly, we've talked about Jeanette before. We got to get her on. We got to get her on the show one day. We absolutely have to get Jeanette on the, uh, on the show, maybe in the fall. Jeanette, uh, Jeanette runs our annual department, but I showed it to Jeanette and Jeanette was like, get out of here. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, it makes sense. It's sedum. There's a lot of different sedums and everybody else who's looked at it because it's, it's a succulent and everybody's kind of touching it gently. And Jeanette takes her hand. And literally slaps it like, bam, like palm down, right, <laughs> right, right in the middle of the tray. And visibly other people were like, huh, huh. you can, and I'm killing myself laughing. And Jeanette's like, well, you tell me it's a lawn alternative. You got to be able to walk on it. And I'm like, exactly that. Good job, Jeanette. Yeah. yeah, you see people in the perennials department looking at the sedums and they're like very delicately yeah. picking up each forage pot. And I, I get it. You, you, My brain tells me when I look at it, oh, you got to be careful with yeah, it, yeah. but you don't. That's the joy of it. Now, again, it's not going to take heavy traffic, but when they first told me about it five or six years ago, and, and I was like, well, what are you doing? They're like, oh, you just put a mower across it. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound right. But you know, well, I, I'm going to give them a shout out because I, you know, I, I've already mentioned them. I love the team at Eagle Lake. Yeah. So, so essentially, Eagle Lake landscaping was a sod farm. Okay, they grew grass, and they saw a uh, a need, and where they got their their start in changing was rooftop gardens, and it was uh, things for pollinators, but it couldn't be too heavy yeah. because structurally, it's got to be on your roof. Yeah. So they started with this idea of uh, like the the sedum turfs and some alternatives in these trays. Well, then they started building on that and it kept going. And this is a company that, and it still primarily is, still primarily is. I've, I've been out to their facilities before. It is a sod farm. It's just fields of grass. But I believe now, and and don't hold me to this, they have something like 14 acres. So the the size of Golden Acre, okay, just dedicated to lawn alternative. These guys are seeing a different call. And instead of blindly going, no, we are a sod farm, they're like, oh, well, if that's what people want, let's do the best for them. 
And that's why I love the team. I work with um, one of the uh, one of the guys there, Kyle. And Kyle is Kyle is funny. And he was the one who who gave me this sedum turf six years ago. And I was I, I couldn't get my head around it then. Honestly, no looking back. This this is I don't want to say it's the future, but I I see this. It's it's not the future. Not every home is going to have it. It's not going to be for everybody, but it's not a fad. No. And you know what I would what my hope for the future of garden centers is, is just all about choice. You go in and if you want lawn alternative, there's an entire section for that. And there's just samples on the wall of sedum and clover and thyme and artificial turf, if that's your jam and mulches and, you know, gravel and rock and everything. And just like a whole buffet of options so that you can do whatever you want in whatever configuration you want. I love that. That's actually great because that's what it should be. It shouldn't be. I want people to exact, I loved what you said there, to have the choice, to know what their choices are, to not feel pigeonholed. When Jenny and I first started dating, Jenny, and now, now she is 100% in my camp. She's like, oh, I get it. When we first started dating, Jenny was like, uh, can you do something about the front lawn? And I looked out the window and I'm like, oh, what's wrong with it? And she's like, it's covered in dandelions. And I was like, I know, it's awesome. And she was like, Oh, no, I think. And I'm like, oh, I'm not touching them like I'm leaving them. And, you know, she was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not getting my head around this at all. And then this year I was talking to Jenny and she was like, you know, I was so happy. I was walking down the street and I saw all of the dandelions and our yard is covered in them. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) but but people don't get it. And, And we've been told forever that you need lawn. And don't have dandelions and, you know, got to get rid of the weeds. And, uh, oh, clover, clover is a weed. And now we're going, wait a second, it isn't. So options and change, and these are all good, but you don't have to change. If you like your lawn, I like you liking your lawn. And this week's question comes from Dave, who asks, how often should I water my artificial lawn? <laughs> that was fun. You told me. I'm just kidding. Dave asked a really good question. Okay. Okay. That was for me. That was for me. That was a haha moment. Um, no, Dave actually asked, um, I have clover and there's a dandelion in it. I don't want dandelions in my lawn. So how do I treat it? Can I just use killops? Well, yes, but no. It's like that meme. Yes, but actually no. You can and it will kill uh, the dandelion, but Killex will um, also kill your clover. It might not actually kill clover because clover is hella tenacious, but it's going to damage it. I wouldn't, I, I don't recommend it. So Killex is what we, we lovingly call selective herbicide. By that we mean it doesn't kill grass, but it kills everything else. Yeah, it's, it kills all uh, everything but but grass. Roundup is non-selective, meaning it kills everything. Those are the, really the only two. If you if you've grown it from, from from seed and you've encouraged this clover, you don't want to be hurting it and and taking a step back. Your best bet is go dig it out. You're gonna you're gonna get weeds no, no matter what. Uh, you, you, you get weeds in concrete. Okay, so you you have something organic in your garden. You're gonna get a weed. You put down a uh, lawn alternative rock. Uh, you're gonna get weeds coming out, even with fabric. They're just easier to remove because the root can't get into the soil as easy, so so it's easier to get. Uh, same within mulch. But in any of your living ones, so, so we'll talk specifically clover here, 
walk across it, no problem, we can do that. Take a long, thin weeding trowel and dig it out. Now, eventually, one of the great things about clover, one of the reasons I love clover is clover puts out an incredibly dense network of roots. Like it becomes a mat. That's one of the reasons why it can be so hard to to get under control if you don't want clover. So eventually, if 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 uh, Dave keeps his uh, if he keeps it weeded, keeps it watered, keeps it going, eventually the dandelions will not get in. The the clover are going to do everything in their power to choke it out. Plus, clover leach nitrogen. Okay, we've talked about this before. Seeds do not like nitrogen. Too much nitrogen can cause the root burn. So when the seed uh, starts germinating and puts out the little radical and the clover have leached all the nitrogen, that nitrogen can burn the radical, preventing it from becoming a weed. So clover plays very nicely in that. Again, they are weeds. They are tenacious. That's why they are weeds. So so I'm not going to say you will never get weeds ever again. You absolutely will get weeds. But clover, keep it going. Dig it out. If you want, just like on a lawn, if you dig it out and you've left like a, a, a bit of a dead patch, like, um, you know, a few inches where you've dug it out and you've damaged some clover, just put down some fresh clover seed and just top dress it like you would a lawn and keep it going. And uh, good on you, Dave. I love it. Oh, well, Dave, I hope this helps you in your alternative lawn uh, this year. And if there's something that you've been wanting to learn more about, you can reach out to us like Dave did by email social at goldenacre.ca or you can interact on our Instagram at goldenacregarden. And we also have our anonymous voicemail on our website at goldenacre.ca. You can just click on the Helpful Gardeners page on the main page there. The uh, next episode of the Helpful Gardeners podcast, you can catch that next Sunday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on your favorite podcasting platform and as always reach out with your questions your comments and ideas we'd love to hear from you until next week bye everyone